0: The duty I have this morning is words of encouragement.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Parents, we're out here fighting a world that we don't, we've never seen before. Not only are the children in danger, we are in danger. Right. My word I want you to tell you is take care and protect your children before they go out the door. Amen. By that way, when they get out the door, they may not be able to handle it, but they will know how to say, Father, protect me. Because they're out there facing stuff that we as adults have never gone through. And once upon a time, you start to say, Lord, protect my daughter. But now you have to say, Lord, protect my children, my sons and my daughters, because there's some corrupt people out there. But I'm here today to tell the devil he might as well be, be put on call. We're not falling for it. Amen. We're not falling for none of his tricks, his facades, his mirages or anything else like that. And my thing is, if we do our prepare our children for it, they'll be better suited for it. Because I don't want mine walking out the door without some kind of defense but some without some kind of defense, because if we don't, then we're putting them out there in harm's way. And we don't need that. They are too precious to us. I know for one, I wouldn't be able to function if it wasn't for my children. And I know it's the same for everybody in here. So let's protect them. Keep them in your community. And they're going back to school, true enough, but we're going back to school also, because this world is forever changing. And it's stuff that we've never seen before. And how can they be prepared? for? For this that we hadn't even been prepared for. Yeah. So let's get out there and teach them. Watch the news. See what's going on around you. And keep them in your keeping care. Mm-hmm. And I pray pray to God he here every one of us. Keeps his arms of protection all around us. Because you know what? I don't know what I would be right now if it not for God. Yeah. So let's, let's protect our children. They are our most precious assets. Yeah. I mean precious. Because it does my heart... Trouble, but I see some of these young men killing each other. Let's, let's know where your children at. Put Life 360 on your phone. Make sure you know where they at at all times. Because they can say, Mama, Daddy, can I go out there and play in the yard? Next time they're the corner somewhere and they got shot or, or broke breaking into something and got in some kind of trouble. So let's keep track on them. It's not that we're invading their privacy. We're invading their safety. We want them to be safe. Amen. And if we don't do our job, how can we expect them to do their job? So I ask you again, let's please protect our youth. And don't, oh, my most important thing, tell them that you love them. Amen. Tell them that Amen. you love them because you know what? It's too late when they land in front of the church and say you love them. Amen. Every night, every morning, tell your child that you love them. Amen. Because if you don't, them streets going to tell them. Amen. Them streets going to tell you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then they're going to give them a little pocket change. That's going sure to make them love them all. So let's, let's stop. Let's, we, if we cut it off at our head, they won't have to go out there and find nobody else. Let's do what we are supposed to do, and then everything will flow as smoothly as it can be. So please, let's keep our children and youth in prayer.
1: Amen. Just to ping pong off of what he said, you got to show your children love. Because like I said, the world will show them love, and that's how the enemy gets in in a lot of areas in our kids' lives because they feel like they're missing something. We have got to show our kids love. My husband tell you, every morning before they go to school, we pray. We anoint and we pray. Y'all gonna have to get up a little bit of early because we got to pray for y'all hit that door. It's too much out here that our kids are facing. and That's what I'm coming to encourage y'all on is the pressure, some of the pressures that our kids is under because I had, we had a young lady in the office, young little black girl. And, um, she was cross with me and the examiner must've knew her cause she was talking to the mom, she was talking to the little girl. but anyway, she went and took a permit test. And when she come back, she had failed and her mother was talking to her like a dog. She was hollering at that girl, screaming, calling her stupid, you can't read. And I mean, the girl just bust out crying. And, I mean, the tears went to fall, and, she, and I, I, just, I couldn't take it. And the Lord said, she, she under too much pressure. Right. And instead of you comforting your child, like I said, the examiner must have knew her, because the examiner come out and hugged her and told her baby, it's all. and the mom was just standing there looking. And I'm like, really? Your child is sitting here crying out, and somebody else has got to comfort your child. And she just, she hugged on her and loved on and told, baby, it's okay. You know, I didn't pay. You know, just take, just take a breath. And then the mama finally clicks, and mama standing there. I'm like, why are you standing here crying? You, somebody else is comforting your child. And you're standing here basically cussing her out. Our kids are under too much pressure. Yeah. And like you said, we got to pray for our kids. And I'm just going to cover some of the pressures that they're under that the Lord gave me one of them is COVID because COVID hit in 2020 and I'm seeing a lot of that in the office. I'm hearing parents because, and it's our kids, they missed a lot of school. Yeah. They became on their own basically teaching themselves because I told my husband, I was so glad when school opened back open. I said, I want to go kiss some teachers <laughs> 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 because it was rough yeah. Yeah. and now they're playing and they're still playing and I know um since Rashauna can tell us this, these kids are still playing catch-up. Uh, um, some kind of report just came out about reading that they're failing. They're still playing catch-up. That's one pressure. Then we got, L- Lord knows, then we got LGBTQ
0: team.
1: <laughs> just, uh, <moving> <laughs> no, uh-uh. because uh, we took the boys to see Thor. I like Thor. I know (laughs) there's one little scene in Thor and I don't know what the character is. And he's sitting there talking about, well, my two dads went out on the beach and held hands and that's how I got here. What? Who is it? The rock. rock. And I'm sitting, I'm going, okay, Lord. And so Lord started talking to me and me and Brian had a conversation. I said, is, is, we got to talk to our kids about that and it's sad and, but we're here now that they need to know. Now we love everybody, we love everybody but we hate the sin and I, and I, I said how in elementary school are these parents going to deal and he just said something about going to other people's houses and your child goes to somebody's house and they come back and says well my friend he, he got two dads uh, my friend got two mamas. What are you going to tell them? What are we going to say to our children? And then not only that, when their little friend comes over, John coming in the house looking like Sue, or Sue coming in like, looking like John. I mean, we got to tell our children. It, we, we there now. We there now. And it's, and, and it's sad that the times that we are in but we here you know she been preaching on that second six that second six is rough i don't change trying to be here for the third and that second six is rough and we got all these new terms out now because i was looking at um we got what is the word i'm looking for in my note cisgender <laughs> Cisgender is what we're now considered instead of heterosexual because cisgender is a new term describing a person whose gender identifies and corresponds to the sex assigned at birth. So we're considered cisgender. Yes, ma'am, because it's the opposite of transgender. It's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, so we're cisgender. All right, Charles President just signed an executive order to enhance protection for transgender children and take the steps to ban conversion therapy. And what can, because I, I looked up conversion therapy. Conversion therapy is where they basically try to talk to them. And no, that's not the one. The, trans- the conversion therapy is where they're trying to basically tell them, no, you're not. That's where they're trying to help them realize that no. So that's what conversion therapy is. Um, it's basically therapy to change a individual's sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression to align with, with heterosexual, uh, um, what you were basically normal. So conversion therapy is basically when they say, well, I think I'm a boy. No, we're going to talk to you. No, you are a girl. And so that order that he just signed is trying to stop the therapy that helps them say, no, this is how you were born, this is how you were supposed to be. Where the other thing of that order was, in the protection of the transgender children, he is trying to make sure that they can get the health care that they need. And what that is is gender affirming health gender affirming health care, which I think has been banned in Alabama, and what gender-affirming care is, medical associates say, okay, they've decided they want to be a boy or they've decided to be a girl. So we need to treat gender dysphoria, dist- which is they're stressed out because this is the distress a person can feel when their biological sex does not align with their gender identity. So they, they came stressed out because they said, well, I want to be a boy, but my mind is saying I'm a girl. So they're trying to make sure they get the health care that they need. <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to make sure that um, they said that can range from also from social transition, changing your pronouns, or dressing differently to uh, medical transition and doing the uh, hormone therapy and reversible puberty blockers. So this is what your president trying to get in order. That's I'm gonna leave that at that. And you can make it. I'm just I'm just giving y'all some information. <laughs> um, y'all, yeah, let's say it out here. So what are we gonna tell our children? Because they're facing it in school, and it's sad that they're facing it at such a young age like i said we talk to to, uh, to love everybody but we hate the sin and that's how sin comes in that spirit been around here a long time and if they ain't getting love from home they're gonna look for it somewhere else and all that spirit's got to say well okay she look like me she's going through the same thing and and there you go that that, that spirit has come in um what's the other word I got. they got a whole lot of new terms. Gender neutral is another one. Gender neutral is, well, I don't want to be a boy or girl, so I'm just gender neutral. Well, I think the parents still have to say, but it, it, it's sad that you have to be 18 to vote. You have to be 18 to get legal documents, but at five, six, seven, you can decide I want to be a boy or a girl. Hey, uh, That's That's right. But they can't make legal decisions, but they can make a decision about their body. That's where we at, parents. My heart goes out to y'all, especially y'all with the elementary kids. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's went back in, but, you know, they were trying to get them in the... Whatever bathroom you identify, you know, you can go to that bathroom. <laughs> the sports yeah. it's this we here. so that's one of their that, that's t- pressure number two. I'm just like I'm just giving you information because these are things that's parents that we need to be praying for for our kids because they're having to deal with all this stuff when they go to school. And a lot of this stuff, I'm, you know, I'm not that old. I don't remember <laughs> ever a time <laughs> dealing with, you know, it used to be time everything was in the closet. and everything out in the open It's like modern-day Solomon Gomorrah, where everything goes. Yes, yes. So we got, we got COVID we still dealing with. And I had a mom in the office because, let tell you, parents, they will suspend your um, child's permit if they're not going to school. That's, that's the thing. They miss so many days, their permit's going to get suspended for not going to school, and a lot of them we're seeing right now that they messed up on their attendances, which was, which has got them, but a lot of them, they just don't go to school. And I don't understand parents don't don't make their kids go to school. I have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. It's too much out here, especially as young black people, we need to go get an education. And so, if they do not go to school, they have to either be 19 or working or, have a baby or if they're not doing that because I have a lot of them ain't doing none of that they're just at home and you just ain't finna be at home in my house I'm sorry they have to go to f- school 45 days continuously they cannot miss a day if they miss a day they start over and the school board keeps up with that we don't that's the law so don't come down there don't call me crying because <laughs> Johnny got his permit suspended I don't hit it I don't hit it all right Next pressure they placing is violence. School violence, neighborhood violence, more pressure. I was looking at the um, timeline at what happened in Uvalde, and it, y'all, it was sad. And me and my husband was talking about that. I, was, I said, I got to, it, it was sad. That young man was able to get in that school at 1130, and they didn't kill him to 1250 to an unlocked door. And they were talking about how the kids was calling 911, begging. And the police wouldn't do nothing. Standing in the hallway, listening to them getting shot up. Debating about what they're going to do. Trying to find a key to a door that wasn't even locked. Amen. And those kids going to be, and this, those kids are getting ready to go back to school. To that same building. Traumatized. Our kids are facing a lot of adult situations, like my husband said, that they're not prepared for mentally. And those kids will never be right. I can't even imagine a An hour and a half of begging. And I think they waited another, mm, what, ten minutes or so before they even evacuated the school. Mm-hmm. So they got to go to school worrying about, and y'all pray for these teachers too, because that's a this this is a lot that these teachers are facing, that they're dealing with also with COVID and violence and making sure I'm politically correct when I talk to parents, because we have to be politically correct. They come in that dress like a woman, and I'm looking at the ID and it says Bill, and I'm like, so I've learned I don't say yes, ma'am, because I don't know if you want to be ma'am or sir. I just say yes or no, because we've gotten in trouble, somebody, up north, got in trouble about that. So we, ha- they have to be politically correct or face because somebody um, in north the state got sued because somebody came in, they wanted their gender changed, they didn't have what they needed, and somebody made a inappropriate comment within their earshot. So we have to be careful about what we say. They have more rights than me. Um. <laughs> So they're dealing with that. What else we got going? Racism, Lord have mercy. Yeah. My heart goes out for a young black man. Yeah. Bishop just preached that last Sunday about praying for these young men up in here, especially these up in here. My heart goes out to them. I don't know if y'all saw that on the news. A little black girl tries to go to the parade up there at uh, Sesame Place in Pennsylvania. She's out there enjoying the parade. Yeah. Little character comes by, and i be, I show my husband video. Character. Mm-hmm nope, and kept walking. Sure did. And now this mama got to tell her child that, <laughs> playing racism up uh, to a four-year-old. And Sesame Place wasn't going to, do. and Sesame Place is owned by Sea World. And they weren't going to do anything until the video came out. So now they got, I think they got a class action lawsuit, because that wasn't the first child that got treated like that at Sesame Place. And turned around and heard the wa- little white girl. That's not on the video, but she turned around and heard the little white girl after she did that, after the little character did that. It's on there. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's sad, the things that our kids are out here having to deal with. Parents, we got a job to do. Yeah. You know, Bishop teaches us that our ministry is our home and it is. Amen. It is because our kids out here facing it, some real world adult situations. The last one I'm gonna give y'all is that God gave me was drugs. You know, fentanyl's out here now. Fentanyl's an opiate. You can touch something and have an overdose. And I was looking up fentanyl. Fentanyl is 50 times stronger than heroin. And a hundred times stronger than morphine. And they can either mix it up in there. You know, there was something on the news a few weeks ago. A little boy uh, found a dollar down there, I think, either Orange Beach or Gulf Shores. And, um, no, no, he didn't touch it. He almost did, but the uncle stopped him. And it had fentanyl on it. So you got to Yes <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. We, parents, we got work. We got work. And like I said, we got to pray for these kids before they go out that door. Pray for these teachers. And let me say this: y'all stop jumping on these teachers. <laughs> you know how bad your children are. You know what your children. And I am not gonna say all. You know, I, there are some bad teachers out of here. But but when y'all when a teacher calls you about your child, you you know what they done done. These teachers are going through enough. Pray for you. Pray for you. Pray for these teachers. Pray for these. Y'all got, you got a ministry. It's your kids, their schools, their teachers, their administrators. These teachers go through enough. I, 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 you know, and I understand we work. And thank God I got an understanding job because Mr. Chris, we got, you know, one day. I told him I'll be back. I told the teacher, don't tell him I'm coming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I'm on my way. And that's how you should be because I have teachers all the time. I said, no. Call me. Amen. Whatever I'm doing, I'm going to drop. Because you're not going to school clown. We don't play that. But you got teachers, you know, kind of scared to call parents because they're going to get jumped on by what they done going say about my child, my child, my child. You know what your child did. Thank you. Because I know mine. And I know when they sign, okay, mm mm-hmm, then, you know, lawyer, Mr. Christopher, he got to be the lawyer. He got to put up his defense, but, you know, mm -hmm. mm-hmm, I'm going to talk about you. (laughs) And then we'll talk about it. But stop jumping on these teachers. They go through enough because all these situations they're dealing with too. And plus they got families of their own. So we need to pray for our teachers. We need to pray for our kids. You know, if you ain't got kids, pray for the parents. And pray for the children. Pray for the administrators. That that people in leadership. We got work to do. My bitch tells us all the time, it's not about these four walls. It's out there. And this is our future. This is our future. And the enemy is trying to stamp them out. I'm so tired of turning on the news 21, 19, 18, 16, 14. Little boy was 11 years old. In his house, minding his own business. He trying to stamp us out child. He trying to stamp us out. Because this is the next generation. And we got some wonderful kids up in here. Smart. And there's other Teachers ain't there to raise your kids. (laughs) (laughs) They're there. They're there there to help. Not to raise. You know. You say it takes a village and that's true. But parents we gotta do our part too. And then you in here as well. You know, when we get the activities going back up for the kids, we're here to help, but not to raise. And if you got things going, you got a bishop, you got leadership, you got help. Because it does get hard sometimes, especially if you're a single parent. I know it gets rough. But you got the help. But you gotta Take the time with our kids. And I know it's hard because I'm dreading. I'm like, oh God, school getting ready to start. (sighs) Nine months. Okay, Lord, we're going to do it. And we got to take time out for our kids because if they don't, this world will. If we don't take the time ourselves, you know, hair can wait. Date night can, you know. We we got our set aside time, but those babies that God gave us come first. That's our first priority. We can get to our hair and our nails and you know, all that other stuff. And stop being dis, I know, I know there's not parents in here that do this, but I hate to see parents disrespecting their children, like that woman did that little girl. And then I had another little, um, lady in there. She, uh, I don't know, she was upset about something. And so she had a little boy with her. And so she was jumping, going out by her little way. The little boy just said, bye. Don't tell them bye. This what you're teaching your children to be to disrespect other people. But yeah, you know. But parents, we got a lot, and our kids are out here, like I say, facing some real adult situations, and we got we got work to do. Pray for each other. Pray for these kids. Pray for their teachers, the administrators, everybody. Amen. Amen. And that's all I have.
2: Amen. <laughs> They kind of stole a lot of what I was going to talk about. I uh, think they, they kind of got in my mind a little bit. So I'm going to just uh, touch upon a few things. There is a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations, a lot of temptations in there out there that our kids are going to go through. We're not; They're not going through what we went through. When I went in middle school, I think the biggest thing we had to worry about was drugs and guns in the school. You got drugs, you got guns, you got mass shootings, you got coronavirus, you got uh, confusion of who you are, what gender you are. They're doing a lot uh, lot of things that we're not. And as they say, sometimes it's not your grandmama's church anymore. So it means this world is different. We can't go by what we went through, and say, well, I did this, and they should do that. But I do want to give some words of encouragement. That, uh, and if y'all can bear with me a little bit, have a little trouble seeing. But uh, um, it, there is hope. What we can do for our kids, and it said in Psalms one fifteen eleven. Uh, it says, ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. So basically, if you trust in the Lord, give your child to God. Cover them before, as uh, Minister Denise said, cover them. It, every day you should anoint your child head before they go out that door so that God can be that shield. It's protecting them from all that trials, that tribulation, and everything that comes their way. And then teach them. Ministry begins at home. A teacher can educate but the teaching begin in at home and it's not about what you say it's about what you do believe it or not your kid's going to emulate how you handle adversity how you handle situations, how you what do you do do you lean to god or do you lean to cursing do you lean to god or do you lean to the bottle how do you handle a situation do you get upset do you get mad do you get thrown stuff or do you get down on your knees and pray to god so that's one thing we say we do have help and it's in god and uh, and that's what we want to make sure we do. And uh, the other verse that says, Proverbs 3 and 5, Trust in the Lord with I in thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. So that means when you trust in God, you got to really trust in God because God going to tell you sometimes you're wrong. Humble yourself. Listen to what I'm telling you. Go to that child and apologize to that child because the way that you came at them was wrong. And you as an adult, you're going to be like, I'm the adult. But Again, we're not in grandma's church anymore. We have to go and go to these kids where they are and listen to them. These kids will talk to you if you open the door, if you open that door. But if you're constantly yelling, screaming, and you close that door, they're going to go to somebody who's going to listen to them. And that somebody may be out in one of those trials and tribulations out in the world that you don't want them to influence with. And, And I hate to say this, no matter how hard you try, you can't stop the kids from doing what they want to do. You can just build that foundation and teach them and guide them on the way that they should go. And if you lay that foundation, then they're going to go to the right place. Um, and the next uh, I want to talk about is be there for your kids. Like, like they said earlier, not every teacher is right and not every kid is wrong. So sometimes I've experienced this personally. I will share this. Uh, when I was a kid, they tried their best to put me in EC. I was a straight-A student. Uh, I I'd, I'd had temper. I acted out. I was overactive, but they the school tried they hard. They used to pick at, do things to have my temper, to have me act out so they can call my mom and have her put, her, put me in there. My mom didn't believe it, and to this day, man, her still talk about it. And she said that's one of the mistakes she made is that she wouldn't listen when I tried to tell her what was going on. So sit down and talk to your kids because they may be dealing with pressures from the teachers that you don't even realize. And now that don't mean you don't jump on every teacher. My my wife's a teacher and I've seen parents, uh, I've seen parents come to the school and act a plum fool. And I, I would say this, if you wouldn't act that way in front of Bishop, don't act that way at the school. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I would say this, I I would say this, and uh, if you ever want to test somebody Christianity, stand in the carpool line at school. (laughs) (laughs) You will see people act up. But uh, I say that to say this, parents, that you can't say you're a Christian until you can show you're a Christian. And that means if you don't think your your kids see you acting out or disrespecting the teacher, what do you think they're going to do when you're not around? They're following the example that you showed them. You cussed that teacher out, so now they can cuss the teacher out. You act a fool and call fool line because you didn't get your way. So when they get they didn't get their way, um they feel that they can do that. So like I say, make sure you trust in God and cover them kids and, and cover your kids. And like I say, don't don't look at what you went through. Lean not into your own understanding, but get down and ask God for guidance to lead you, to guide you, to follow you. Because sometimes it is hard for They're dealing with stuff we didn't have to deal with, so we may not know how to deal with it, but that's what God is there for, to pray and ask for guidance. Amen.
3: Amen. 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 Amen.
2: Praise the Lord. (laughs) All right. So God
3: is good, and I know uh, if you guys remember back in 2020 uh, when school got out and everything, God had us to pray over our children to seal what they would have learned so they don't have any ground loss. And I truly believe that he has helped. I know our kids here at KSL because I continually hear good things, all the accolades, the good grades, you know, being successful. They may have bumps in the road, but it's nothing like some of the other kids out here are experiencing. So I thank God for that. And you should thank God for that prayer as well. But prayer is the key to our success and our kids' success in school. Um, Bishop is always teaching us the importance of our prayer life, making sure we pray at some point during the day. You need to set aside a time, whether it's morning, noon, or night, wherever you can get in, um, you need to have a good quality prayer life. And I'm not just saying, wake up and say, Jesus will. There is more in the Bible or there's more to say than Jesus (laughs) will. So um, I kind of asked God, what should I say today? Because we've had so much going on lately and y'all getting up here is a test. (laughs) I tell you, but I thank God we made it. Um, God gave me the word prayer. And I was like, okay, Lord, I know prayer. I know we need to pray or whatnot. So He laid it on my heart, and he gave me an acrostic, basically, for the word prayer. So the word prayer, he gave me P is to pray. R is to read. A is to be attentive. Y is to yield. E is expectation. R is relationship. Okay. So I'm gonna explain every one of those. So to pray, we're gonna to go to First Thessalonians five and seven. So if you would, if you have your Bible, or if you don't, you know you can look it up on the phone. Every, you can pull up Bible Gateway, put it in, it'll come up. First Thessalonians five seventeen. When you have it, say Amen. It says to pray without ceasing. We should always continually pray. Pray for our children, pray for our teachers, pray for their classmates, pray for the school, pray for the administrators, Pray for the cafeteria workers. You should be praying for everybody at that school. You want to be the agent of change. There may not be anybody else at the, your child's school that praying that are praying. You don't know, but if God has placed your child there, you need to be praying for that school in every capacity. If you are a grandparent, you can be praying for your grandchildren's school as well. Put them on your prayer list. Put the name down. touch, an, oh, touch it. You know, place the oil over it. Pray for it, because these schools need prayer. Um, If you work in a school, I know we got a lot of teachers. We got a lot of prayer professionals. We might have some cafeteria workers, some custodians. I encourage you, walk through those hallways. Pray. You can pray discreetly. You don't have to be all loud and out and open. You could just walk and pray. God knows what's on your heart. But we need to cover our schools in prayer. Walk those grounds. If you are a volunteer, you can do the same thing. Walk and pray over those that school. The R. The R is for read. We must read the word first and foremost. Okay? Psalms 1 and 2. Please go there. Psalms 1 and 2. When you have it, say amen. It says book. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. So we are to read the word of God day and night. We are to follow his instructions. We are to have it down in our heart. Because when we get in those situations where we want to fuss at the teacher or want to, you know, do something, we can listen to the word. The word will come up and will help us to know what to do and how to do. Okay, but not only do we need to read the word parents, we need to read these notes these teachers send home. <laughs> they send home newsletters, they send home notes, they send digital links for you to click on and get information. At every school with the exception of one and two, one or two in Mobile County are Title I schools. So they are required to have what's called a communication folder, whether it's a planner, an actual folder. They send home information. There are so many kids that don't get what they need because the parents hadn't even looked in the book bag. All you got to do is open it up. A lot of kids get zeros because the parent hadn't looked to see, oh, they have a homework assignment. Please open those book bags up and read that information. The word of God even says we perish for a lack of knowledge. And that's in Hosea 4 and 6, 4 and 6. So you can write that down. You don't have to go go there. But we are destroyed because we don't have the knowledge that we need. Our children are destroyed because we don't take the time to read what's been put out there for us to read. On to the A. A means attentive. Be attentive to your children. Monitor them. Check on what they are doing. You know, like I've said before, there's a lot out there and they are, they have access to everything. So we need to make sure that we're looking at what they're looking at on YouTube, the games that they're playing, you know, what they're looking at on their phones. Be attentive, don't just give them the device and send them off to a corner. Every now and again, go in and say, hey, what you looking at? What you doing, you know? What's going on? Let me see it. Let's watch it together. Be there with them. When it's after school or before school, ask them, how are you doing? How was your day? What was your favorite part of the day? You know, anything you want to share. Did something go wrong? Did something happen you didn't like? You know, talk to them. Like Brother David said, we got to be that listening ear for them. They will talk to us, but we have to create the environment for them to want to talk to us. We can't just always shut them down. So please make sure that you do that. Also, be attentive to their grades. Every kid and parent at, at Mobile County have access to Schoology. If you don't know you have access, call to the school. They will tell you how to get into it. Schoology shows their grades, what they are doing. If something doesn't look right, you can email the teacher right there in Schoology and say, hey, I do believe such and such. Turn this assignment in. Can you just check again? You know, whatever you need to do. They will do it. So make sure you communicate with the teachers. If you have questions, ask. We're not scary people. <laughs> It's better to ask than to not ask and then get at the end and, you know, be like, oh my goodness, what happened? It's your fault. All of that. Don't do that. Mm. When you send your kids to school in the mornings, please set them up for success. We have so many kids that get out of carpool line and their parents have reamed them out, cussed them out, fussed at them. When they get in the classroom, do you think they're worried about learning? No, they are thinking about my mama don't love me, I ain't had no breakfast, I'm getting busted, I'm having to take care of everybody, my mama, my sisters, my brothers. Please set your children up for success. Send them off to school with love and kindness. And when you pick them up in the afternoon, the same thing, because they have already gone through so much. Make sure you are doing that. The why is to Yield. Yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you would, go to Proverbs 3 and 6. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Proverbs 3 and 6 says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. So if you see something or hear something that you are not sure about, you need to take it to the Lord and ask him to lead and guide you when it comes to the situation. Your kid may say something that's kind of off, and you're not sure if you should believe the kid or believe your child or believe the teacher. That's when you go into prayer and ask God, well, Lord, I'm confused, I really don't know. Could you please help me in this situation? And he will. He will lead and guide you on how to respond to that situation so you can have the best outcome. You don't want to go in there and fly off the handle and then you be wrong and looking stupid. We don't want that, okay? So ask God to lead and guide you um, in all things so you can respond appropriately. The E in prayer is expectation. Um, This is our foundational scripture for the year, which is Psalms 62 and five. So our expectation is from the Lord, Okay, We should have an expectation from the Lord when it comes to our children. We should expect that God will help us to take care of them. We expect God uh, to help them learn the things that they need to learn, to help them to be the people that they are supposed to be. We should also have an expectation of our children. A lot of us don't put expectations on our children, but we need to. We should expect them to go to school and learn. We should expect them to go to school and be respectful. We should expect them to go to school and be kind. We should expect them to to respect authority, okay? So you need to instill that into your children and expect it, of them, that they're going to do what they're supposed to do when they are there. They need to have good um, moral character. They need to act the way they should, that we have taught them to act, to show Christian values. All right, and the R is relationship. We all know that we must have a relationship with God, with Christ. We continue to work on it daily by praying, fasting, reading the word. Um, We continue to help our kids build a relationship with Christ, teaching them what it means, how to pray, what to do when they're not sure, you know, building that relationship. We also need to create a relationship with our teachers and our administrators. Don't let the first time you ever say anything to your child's teacher is when something has gone wrong. You can send them a note and say, thank you for being their teacher. I'm looking forward to a great year. If they send you a message, respond. Communicate with them. You know, I know as a teacher, um, I'm not exactly in the classroom anymore, but those parents who communicated with me most often, those are kids were high up on my list, because I know their parents are going to be checking. I need to say something to them, you know. I'm going to show them respect because they are showing me respect. So I'm telling you, it is better for you and your children when you have a relationship with that teacher or their teachers in whatever capacity you can. I know high school is kind of difficult, but there is email, so you can still build a relationship in that way. All right, treat the teachers, treat the custodians, treat the cafeteria workers, treat the administrators in a way in which you want to be treated. All right, and this is for our kids. I know I'm just talking to the parents today, but I want all my kids, all my children. Look at me, one, two, three, eyes on me. (laughs) All my children, I'm looking at you. Carlton, Dre, I need your eyes up here. I need y'all to listen, because this is for you. (laughs) I need you to go to school and show Christ in your life. We have taught you well. Your parents have taught you well. You are to be respectful. Say, be respectful. respectful. All right. You are to do what your parents sent you there to do, which is to learn. Say, I am am supposed uh to learn. All right. That's what you're going to do. You also need to listen to your teacher. Say, I am going to listen to my teacher. All right. I want you guys to go out and be friends to the children that don't have friends. Okay? You be that person that becomes their friend. And that's showing Christ in your life. I want you to go to school and before you eat your lunch what do you think i want you to do say your prayers pray over your food you are welcome to do that your teacher no one will stop you from praying over your food okay and guess what a lot of times because i've seen it in my class the other kids will join in with you all right so make sure you pray over your food And don't be afraid to talk about Jesus. You can talk about Jesus at your school. Your teacher might not can really say anything, but if she's like me, she'll let you talk about Jesus. (laughs) So you can tell your friends about when you go to church and what Jesus has done in your life and that you say your prayers at night and that you pray over your food and you pray before you have a test. Okay. You can do it. I want you to do it when you go to school. All right? So that is all that I have to say. You guys be blessed and have a wonderful year. If you need anything, you can ask me. I have a prayer that I'm going to have passed out. Um, Abigail, and can I get Shan? Can you come help me?